Welcome to the Dream Out Loud podcast, where our mission is helping others succeed. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bowen with Five Star Development, and today we're sitting down with Dr. Don Brawley. Dr. Brawley III is an experienced master coach, a leadership consultant with expertise in organizational development, strategic planning, cultural creation, and change management. Don brings to his coaching over 25 years of leadership, coaching, consulting experience to the table. He has extensive experience in organizational leadership, strategic leadership, training and development, and coach training. He is training coaches in South Africa, New Zealand, Great Britain, and across the United States. Before becoming an executive coach and an organizational consultant in 2006, Dr. Don, along with his wife, Mona, planted a thriving ministry where he's trained corporate executives in transformational leadership. In his role, he serves as an international consultant that led the organization through a successful values discovery process and successfully changed its organizational culture. Dr. Don professionally coaches experience includes 10 years of coaching as a dream releaser facilitator trainer. Dr. Don, it is a pleasure and an honor to have you on the Dream Out Loud podcast. Oh, so glad to be here. Dr. Bowen, and just enjoy being with you, and uh, just like being with family now, so excited to be here. Well, you've had a lot of great transformations lately in your life with all your wonderful bio. Your third child just got married, grandchildren, all kinds of great stuff. So I read a little bit about your bio, your successful ministry, consulting business, coaching service. But tell our viewers a little bit about who Don Brawley is whenever they just hear the name, about some of the things that really make you tick. Wow, that's great. Um, I'm just doing my best to live passionately, ultimately for Christ. And so that is that, that is the the fuel that's burning everything around me. Um, my biggest thing when people ask me when I meet them, what do you do? I just say I'm in people development. So whether I am in my role as a senior in church planter pastor, if I am in the corporate world or if I'm coach training, I'm just it's all about developing people because the greatest gifts on the planet the greatest gifts are not technology, they're the people God has blessed us with. And cultivating those people and developing relationships and bringing out the best in people, that's what I live for. Yeah, and you do that so well. You and your wife both are just amazing in developing people and not just people, but leaders. And you've done that globally around the world and it's a, a pleasure to be able to talk to you a little bit. And here on the Dream Out Loud podcast, we like for our audience to dream with us and dream out loud. So we wanna kind of get into your heart today and really find out what makes you tick and how coaching has really helped transform your life as well. So I wanna ask you, have you ever personally had a coach? And if so, how did that affect you in your total outcome of where you are today? Yeah, I did. Um, and I have. And I, I will go back and forth and, and recruit a coach when I need it. So there are times there were times in the past where I was stuck creative wise. Right. So I'll give a good example. As a pastor, I've been stuck when you've been preaching, you know, for so many years and particularly in one location with or one group of people. It's like. You may get stuck. I just need more creativity. So I, I got a coach to kind of help me with some of my creativity as it related to some of my sermon series and just to be just to make sure I'm engaging all the different generations. So that was really helpful for me. When I was debating, I was in my doctorate program and it was the first year I went to Regent University. It was the first year they were offering a minor. So it could have just you could have just stayed with strategic leadership, which was the, the major thing. Or you could have done futuring or you could have done coaching. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And a young lady there actually coached me. 
And I knew in that moment I wanted to do coaching. And I saw the power that it unleashed in me and the sense of possibility and the excitement. And I made that decision and I never looked back from it. Well, that's amazing because we know that life coaches really do give hope to their clients. And that's what it's all about. And of course, as Dr. Sam and Dr. Brenda teaches all of us, it's helping others succeed. And they succeed by really us being able to give them hope, walking along the journey with them. So I know you do a lot of stuff in corporations. I know that you're one of our our very special uh, components in those that's reaching out into corporations. So how could a corporation actually benefit from coaching services? You know what? That's a great question. So when we think about corporations as, as, as being groups made up of individuals, individual people. And so the same people that we see in our churches, we see at our dinner tables, you know, we see in the market, in, in the grocery market, are the same people in the marketplace. And each of us come to every uh, context with limiting beliefs that we carry from other places, previous experiences that maybe didn't go the way we wanted them to go paradigms that we look through that aren't always um, the best, that don't always serve us best. And so what I find myself doing in, in the marketplace is working with people, it doesn't matter the level, sometimes it's as high as CEOs and CFOs, the C-suite, and other times it's mid-management, but you know, it's the same thing, right? So it's the same limiting beliefs that often stop people from achieving their potential, reaching their goals, better connecting with others. And then the flip side of that is it's not always something that somebody's stuck in, it's often that people want, they want more and they want to be developed. And it's not like when you go to school or, you know, you first start on business, people tell you how to better connect with the team, how to better lead a group through a struggle or a crisis or a challenging time like the pandemic. So coaching has made the opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, helps organizations by pouring into the, the greatest asset, which is the people that they have, because I don't care how good Coke is or how good Uber is or whatever the company is, they're only as good as their people. Right. And so it sharpens their people. And the other thing, Chris, is that that's changed a lot since I've been in, in this space and in coaching period is the fact that people are not staying at companies any longer, right? So I can, and I won't call the name, but there's one company I work with that everybody that's listening would know it. I don't care which country you're in. And in this corporation, anyone who stayed longer than two years was considered like a veteran. Mm. That's scary, right? So, and I work with 10 different people and therefore we're from around the world to as far as India and Paris and different places around the world and many here in the United States. And they, the ones I was talking to weren't really thinking about staying long. And so what corporations are realizing is if they want to recruit the best talent and, mm-hmm. and slow down the attrition because it costs them so much money to hire a new person than it is to upskill a person that's there, then they've got to develop them. And so many corporations are using this as a way of people development so that so that their um, their workforce can see a path forward even in their own careers and that they can be ready to go to the next level. Wow, that's awesome. So a lot of the things that we do here on the podcast is we've been sharing stories from around the world with people that have coaching services, but we really haven't interviewed anyone like you, Don, that has actually taken it into corporations and really are showing the gift that coaching can have in corporations. So I know there's going to be a lot of people that's going to want to reach out after our show today to really get in touch with you to find out maybe about their company or about coaching companies as a rule. So with that in mind, I want to ask you, a lot of people feel like when they join coaching that 
it is a service. Other people think it's a business. Mm -hmm. In your professional opinion, would you say that coaching is a business or is it a service? Ooh, that is such a great question. And I really appreciate you for raising that. Um, I think it's a bit of both. I think so. If you're if you're listening and you want the skills because you believe it will improve your life. And I don't know how to say it any more than it will <laughs> directly. Coaching will it, it, coaching will benefit you before it benefits anybody else. So that's my first mm -hmm. thing to say. But what I also notice is that there's a space around it where the people around you um, are benefited. And so in that sense, it has a service aspect to it, right? So uh, the people in my family have benefited from it. The people in our church have benefited from it. And there was no payment involved, right? Um, on the flip side, if you're looking for income, this is a crazy space. I mean, there's billions of dollars at stake as it relates to coaching. And it's not going away because as long as there's humans that have human challenges, coaching is going to be around. And as long as there's humans that have human potential, coaching is going to be around. So if you're wanting to make a business out of it, you absolutely can. And I would also say that I think there's some things that are going to merge in the future. As an example, a person may see themselves as a coach, right? But then how can you increase, uh, to, how can you scale that business? There's ways that you can creatively have other coaches that labor beneath you. And that you're not the one doing the actual work. Your your role in that scenario would be to deploy coaches, you know, yeah. in ways that people, I suspect there's going to be more people using technology, mixing with other people to make business um, models that incorporate others that coach with them. So that you're not only making money when you coach, you're making money when others coach. When I think about that, I think about, for an example, when I go to the barbershop, which I probably need to go soon, but when I go to the barbershop, <laughs> my barber owns the shop. He happens to be the owner. but he's he And he cuts. He's there every day that his people are there, but he's got several other barbers that are there, and he's making money both ways. And so yeah. there's a great business. Um, uh, there's a great business opportunity that folks can have in coaching as well. Yeah, isn't it amazing that just 10 years ago, a decade ago, most people had not heard about coaching and now it's it's yeah. the big airwave thing that people are talking about coaching everywhere you go. You're seeing even stars now hiring coaches yes. because people are seeing that it's working and mm -hmm. it has to be done, of course, correct. We have to make sure that we hire a ICF certified coach or someone that has been through a really good program. So you deal with a lot of corporate America as well as church, but you, I wanna to talk to you a little bit about corporate America today. And in corporate America, what if someone asked you, how could I benefit from hiring a coach? Maybe somebody owns a company that's listening to us today. Maybe they are healthy, but they're stuck like individuals are that come to us for a coach. What would you say to a corporate uh, person today that's saying, Don, how would this help me and benefit me by hiring a coach? Yeah. So one of the things that I hear all the time, Chris, is that beyond the aha moments that people have in when we coach and um, and so the, the safe place to process is the, as I build on the safe place, it is the idea that when I'm with you, whoever the coaches, someone that's speaking mm -hmm. to me, they would say, man, I don't have a place that I can have somebody that I can process with that's not involved. So mm -hmm. if they go talking to somebody in their professional role, it's sort of conflict of interest and it's skewed sometimes, right? But when they're mm -hmm. speaking outside to a coach who's not judging them, who is not telling them what to do, but is really helping them to make some really tough decisions for themselves and for their own personal and professional development, or even navigating a challenge. You know, sometimes a, um, a person will come, and I've seen it both ways. I've seen where 
people are struggling, influencing upward to, to those they report to. And the other side too, people don't realize that sometimes your boss to influence downward is a struggle as well. And so walking people through that, and of course, you know, horizontally working with other people can always be a challenge. So, so I would say that a lot of times it's a safe place where they can process, totally be themselves without being judged, but, and yet have the accountability that moves mm-hmm. them forward, you know? And so um, that's a huge part of it. That's a huge part. Of it. Plus the learning that goes with it. Because one thing I do in the corporate world, uh, we leave and I tend on the corporate side, I don't do every week. It's, it tends to be once a month with different clients um, or maybe every three weeks. And so what we would say is between now, Chris, and next time we meet, based on what we talked about and what your goal is and your shift is, what is the one thing, um, or at least the one thing that you want to experiment around? And I use, we use that word experiment intentionally because it's with the idea that it's either going to work and move you forward or it's going to be an opportunity for learning that we're going to reflect on together. So it's yeah. a lot of learning, a lot of reflection, a lot of back and forth. Yeah. One of the things I'm really hearing you say, Don, in this interview, which is absolutely amazing, is that whatever gifting that someone has, typically everything that they need to know is within them. Yes. What they lack is somebody to pull them, yeah. pull it out of them. And here I'm hearing you say the same thing in corporate America, that the corporation has it, but they don't have somebody gifted walking beside them that can pull that dream and that destiny wow. out of them. And That's invaluable. It yeah. is, and even for the person, because what they'll say to me, they'll often say, I am, when we finish up all the sessions and we say, well, what did you really like about all of this? They'll say, you know, I really like this idea that I had a time on my calendar that I could vote to myself. Because when they're in that job, it's always about moving and managing, but yeah. it's not a lot around themselves. And so just to be able to pull back for a minute and really take time to be sewn into and poured into yeah. to reflect, it really is a positive experience. Wow, that's awesome. So I want you to tell our listeners today the most significant way coaching has affected you, whether it be personally, maybe professionally, maybe in your relationship or financially. How has coaching most affected your life? It's hard to say most <laughs> I because it's more than one area, right? So um, professionally as a pastor, it helped me because I don't have to solve anyone else's problems. I don't mm-hmm. have to carry that. I don't own it, right? So I'm, I'm able to still move people forward as a pastor and not carry that and also feel the need to rescue people. So that has been a major help for me. I probably would be in a different profession if I was still the old me. So let's start with that. Yeah. Um, it's helped me financially because it can be very lucrative. And so the last couple of houses I purchased came all from my coaching business. It wasn't from my personal accounts. It wasn't from anything else I do. It was from all yeah. from my coaching I brought a whole house full of furniture, all for my coach. Like, you name it. So coaching has, has provided me a lot of financial freedom that I was looking for, and it's definitely supplemented uh, with what I make as a pastor. So there's that piece. And I would say on the relational side, I wouldn't say it's the, the, the biggest, but I would say it, it certainly helped me to be more present um, in, a, in a listener form with my family, so that's my wife, my children, just to really hear where they are. And then to help move them forward without um, having to always suggest things, always having to tell, you know, helping them to make the decisions for themselves. Yeah. Well, I know that you've been a very business, a very busy man and a businessman for the last 25 plus years. You're a successful pastor. You have your consulting business. You have your coaching. Uh, but what made you actually decide that with everything else you've got going on, being a, a father and a, a, a husband and, and now a, a new grandfather, what made you decide to want to become a coach? Wow. Um, 
a hit. <laughs> part of it is just plain necessity at first as far as not the coach, but the coaching business, right? So right. I, when I when I was at school and, and we were physically together when when I just when this person coached me and I decided to go through the coaching track. But what really uh, made me go put it into business was I had when I was going to school, my, my mindset, Dr. Chen was a really great influencer because mm-hmm. I was watching what he was doing. Um, as a consultant, and I loved every bit of it. And I said, I, I ain't ready yet. I got to finish what I'm, I got to go through the schooling so I can know what I'm talking about. So when I was going through it, I was getting ready for the consultant part. But then when I went through the coaching, it was like, man, this really complements it because, because you know this, whereas coaching is a telling, I mean, consulting is telling, coaching works more on asking and, and helping you to discover yourself. And I realized for myself as a senior leader, how valuable I need, how much value both of them did. There were times I needed folks to tell me. And Dr. Chan was one of those people and others that told me, boom, you know, and that was helpful. There's other times that folks like him asked me the right things and led me to discovery. And so around the same time when I launched out in the business of it is when my real estate business just came tumbling down with a great recession. And um, we lost a lot of wealth, a lot of wealth. And so it was, I said, okay, this is a great way to pivot. And so I pivoted and it was the best decision I could have made it at the time. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And we know that everybody had to kind of reinvent themselves during that time. Yeah. And we know that coaching just took off at that time as well. Yeah. So let's talk about the downside of that a little bit. Even the downside of coaching is that anytime that we talk about business ventures, mm-hmm. there's always obstacles. There's no such yeah. thing as the perfect um, position or the perfect coaching firm, the, the perfect job without going through some obstacles. So what motivated you to overcome obstacles in your life to begin your coaching business? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, like I said, a lot of it was the need. A lot of it was, um, I definitely, particularly that I, so I do, well, <laughs> a lot of what I do now, I don't have to do. I'll just say it that way. But back then I had to. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, um, and it was just limited. I said, you know, it was limited in terms of what churches were doing at that time. I wasn't getting in the corporate arena. And mm-hmm. so, um, but I had a lot of pastor friends and I knew that what I had would help them on that part. And so that became an avenue as well for me to, to push my consulting. So, so I had that motivation. Um, and I would say um, I knew personally what it did. Like I said, it was night and day as mm-hmm. a pastor that it was draining, quite frankly, to, to operate as a counselor. Mm-hmm. And, every, you, know, as you, you know, it's okay to flex your, flex your style. But when you stay as a counselor and you're going through all that, it was just extremely draining and and so when i saw the benefit of what it did for me i knew it was going to be the same for for my peers and for my friends and i that motivated me to help them literally because i would they would be talking to me about similar things and so it was just a way to kind of help them as well Okay. So when you look over all of your coaching business that you do now, whether it be personal coaching or relationship coaching or business coaching, corporate coaching, uh, when you look at all of that today, what would you say is your specialty in coaching? We know that there's special uh, giftings that we have, not that you can't coach other things, but there's also the very special giftings that we have in coaching. What would you say yours is? It's two. It's They kind of fall under one umbrella, though. I would say senior leaders. So mm-hmm. it's either going to be um, on the Church side is the pastors, planters. On the um, marketplace side, it's going to be more the senior executives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I still do others outside of seniors because 
for my own benefit, what it actually shows me is what's going on in the middle of organizations. So that always keeps, yeah. helps me keep an eye there. But I tend to gravitate and been narrowing intentionally um, to just senior leaders, just so I can sort of choose, you know, instead of being so wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you say uh, is one of the aha moments that maybe that you was coaching somebody or a company and you really felt like that you asked that dynamic question that you really moved them to that next level of transformation for their life? Ooh, man. Um, I would say, well, I would go back to when it just comes up. There was one, this goes back even before the corporate part. This is back when I was, this is how I knew, how I knew coaching was like, how powerful it was. There was a, a professor that I had that was I was going through coaching with, and I had to coach the professor at the mm-hmm. end of the semester. And this is my first semester coaching, so I'm as nervous as I can be. It's on the phone. <laughs> and um, she didn't know if she should stay at the school that I met her at and that she's been working at and that she went through or pivot to do something completely different. And in 20 minutes... I remember she had a young child at that time. In 20 minutes, she had such an aha that she opted to leave, that she was going to leave in time, leave the school and shift yeah. to D.C. and go into a completely different field. And this was in a 20-minute call. I was blown away. And so I've seen some of that as well a lot often in the business world. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in the church realm as well. I've seen, I know folks who, pivoted into pastor. I know folks that I've worked with have pivoted out. And sometimes it happened in a moment. It was like, it just all came together. Like, Oh my God, this is where I need to be right now in this stage or season of my life. Or this is, this is how I need to handle this. You know, yeah. so it's interesting. That's amazing because really asking that right question and listening. And of course she had the answer inside of her. She just needed someone instead of giving her advice, exactly. just to her heart and you got her there. That's what we call that aha moment. And, yes. Dr. and you know about those cause you do those all the time at the risk. Yeah, and, and they terrify me every time, especially. <laughs> but it always seems to work because people are ready to dream. And that's exciting. Yeah. You also made mention earlier that whenever you did this, it was on a phone call. That's how far coaching has come just yeah. since the pandemic. That yeah. now we do everything by Zoom or some right. kind of a platform where we're seeing that other part Absolutely. of communication, which is body language. So yes. um, how has this actually been incorporated into your team and wow. using coaching? How has that been incorporated with your personal team? Yeah, so I use that with everyone. Really, it, the paradigm itself is used. Definitely needs to go, in my opinion, further down. But the top layer, as an example, at our church mm-hmm. is solid on it. We've learned how to really listen, mm-hmm. how to uh, do some playback to make sure I really understood what you just said. Um, also, not to solve for other people, but to let them work through it and to walk alongside. You're also part of our culture now, um, at our entire church is the idea of um, I'll support you in your decisions. So I'm not making, I'll never make a decision for Chris Bowen, even though, you know, the inner me thinks he, he knows best for everybody's life. It's not <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't. So, so really, really, um, you know, owning that, that I, that I don't, and that we don't. So I watch other people not make decisions for other people, not override their ability to make decisions, but to really empower them to make decisions and then to come alongside and support. And when those decisions work out, we celebrate each other. When they don't work out, and for all of us, it's always going to happen. It doesn't always work out. We support each other again and figure out how we can learn from it and move forward. So those are big ways that I, that I see it. Um, it's real. And the other thing I would say, too, 
um, is really making other people feel seen. Um, mm-hmm. Just stop. So one thing we do at um, all of our meetings and things, we do a quick check-in in the beginning. And I might say, um, you know, to my team, uh, give me a word to describe how you're feeling right now. And somebody mm-hmm. might say, I'm excited. Somebody else might say, well, I'm a little lethargic or, you know, I'm a little discouraged, whatever it is. I don't have to solve it, but at least I can see you in that moment and know where you are. Right. Um, and then we might do a checkout at the end of our meeting. Okay, let's check out how you're leaving the meeting today. And it's interesting, yeah. even in a meeting, to see some people shift. Their mindset, their mood will shift by the time the meeting's over. And somebody, the same person may say, I feel so energized now, or, or I feel clear now. And right. so little things like that that we're incorporating in it, and we, we're, still, we're still trying to push it as far down as I possibly can into our organization. Yeah. We, we have a mutual friend that's also a part of Dream Releaser Coaching, Pastor Maury Davis, Cornerstone Church of Nashville, yeah. that whenever he went through the program, he was so turned on by the program that he not only made his staff go through the program, but he also paid their way to go through the program. What would you say to a company, a corporation, or a church that is saying, I need my team to go to the next level? How valuable would it be for a team or a staff to go together through something like Dream Releaser Coaching? Chris, it would be invaluable for them to go through it. And if they, if you don't go through it, if, if you think for a moment, and I just want to say this as a senior leader, who has upscaled our people and has paid for things like this. If you think for a moment that you're saving money, you're losing money by not making this investment. Uh, It it is a short-sighted view uh, because you will only win when you invest in the people that are there. And something like coaching, I tell people this all the time, if you never plan to do anything with it as a business, if you only plan to use it in your own personal life, your life will be better. And I can even go further and say that coaching is by far the most transformative thing that we have in our leadership toolbox. When I say we, I'm talking about folks who study leadership. Yeah. I mean, it's beyond training. I did an article back 2008, I think. When training costs too much, coaching is here. Because training fails without coaching. It doesn't last. It's in a folder someplace in somebody's office. And even to this day, we work with companies around the world. They will never do a training without incorporating the coaching component to go along with it. So if you want what you're giving your people to last, if you want it to be memorable, if you want it to be transferable, if you want it to be implicated, um, uh, actually walked out or done, mm-hmm. coaching is the absolute only way to see the kind of results you're looking for and get the return on investment that you really need. If businesses are doing it and your best businesses all are, and yeah. I don't think in the Philippines or in Japan, this is around Australia, it's around the world and it's here to stay. Yeah. So we, we have noticed in the past that we have to invest in ourselves, And now you're telling us that companies have to invest in their staff to make it the best ever. That's powerful. That's, that's a lot of wisdom. So as we conclude today, I really want you to take a moment because this is the DOL, the Dream Out Loud podcast with Dr. Sam and Dr. Brenda Chan. And we want you, Don, to take a moment and just dream out loud with our audience today. Mm. Well, before I do that, let me just give a big shout out to Dr. Chan, Dr. Chan, Sam and Brendan Chan, love him with all my heart. And the, one of the biggest influences in my entire life yes. uh, from, a, from a long time ago to today. So thank you guys. Love you so much. And for hosting um, this amazing podcast and letting me have an opportunity to be on the platform. Thank you so much. Dreaming Out Loud, um, I am seeing for myself a book that's on the horizon. It's going to come out in 2020. So I'm excited about that. I am seeing myself touching more people. I have written in the past for leaders, 
Um, this one is going to be uh, for leaders and it's for just the average person who struggles with some of the things that I see a lot of folks struggle with in coaching, including some of the mindsets like comparison and, and envy and um, or whatever it may be, perfectionism, whatever it may be, um, helping people get unstuck. So I want to see more people get unstuck. I want to spend the next decade of my life um, empowering the next generation, raising up other leaders, uh, both in our company as well as in our church. Um, I can't wait to do more traveling. Uh, Chris, you know, we're headed out, out of the country uh, yes. tomorrow. So I'm excited about that, going over to Israel and to Egypt. So um, I want to just, um, I want to see God expand my territory in ways and places that I have not touched yet, uh, people that I have not met yet. Um, mm. I'm dreaming out loud that my grandchildren that are coming to are on the way um, that we know of. And um, I'm, I'm believing, <laughs> I'm believing that I'm going to have an amazing relationship with them. I want to see God's blessing on my family down to the second and third generation. Um, so I'm dreaming that I'll be here for the third generation. Um, yeah. And um, yeah. And that, and I'm also dreaming out loud for DRC, that DRC is right where it needs to be because what we have the opportunity to do and the lives we get to see change, the world the world needs to see and know DRC. And so I am believing God that people from the North, East, South, and West who have heard but haven't taken a moment to do anything or have never heard, really person that coming out of this pandemic in such a time of uncertainty, that God would raise up folks who can be an anchor because they have the skill set, not just the faith for it, but the skill set to walk it through with other people. I'm dreaming out for DRC. Wow, that's exciting. Thank you so much. And so, Dr. Brawley, I know that you have inspired so many of our listeners here on the Dream Out Loud podcast, and maybe some of them want to get in touch with you. How would they actually connect with you? Do you have any websites or any way that they can actually connect with you personally? Absolutely. So you can go on, I have a website. It's called Influencers, with an S, influencersglobal.com. That is our coaching website and all things leadership. You can connect with me there. You can also join up there. It's, um, there's a thing if you want to subscribe to Motivation Monday. It's being retweaked right now, so I'm not quite sending it out yet, but it'll be coming, it's forthcoming again. But if you want to sign up for that, also to be in the know about the forthcoming book, then sign up there for that. You can also follow me at uh, on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram and somewhat a little active on Facebook. Um, so you can follow us at my name on either one at Don Brawley. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I know that we'll definitely have viewers start following you and reaching out to you. So thank you so much for giving us some of your wisdom and taking time out of your busy schedule today to be a part of the Dream Out Loud podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Chris. I really enjoyed being with you today. We hope this podcast with Dr. Don Brawley has helped you to D-O-L. We thank you for joining us today and to learn more about Dream Releaser Coaching or to find out about other products and resources that you heard about on this episode, visit us at www.dreamreleaser.com and you can hear us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time for more inspirational topics to help you DOL on the Dream Out Loud podcast.